Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Parenting Hour. You're tuned into Unity FM 93.5, the heart of the city, as they say. Alhamdulillah. We've done half the show already, and now we're continuing with our other half of the show. But we'd like to welcome you back after that commercial break. And maybe if you haven't um, already grabbed a pen and paper, maybe it's a good time to do that, to take down any notes or any links that we're going to give out. So, uh, listeners, if you want to know anything else or uh, talk to Ali, please either phone the studio on 0121-772-8892 or email studio at unityfm.net. We have Ali Sultana with us today, as I said, campaign manager from NSPCC. This is a really, really important topic that we need to get out there to help parents to ensure their children are safe. As we said before the break, if there is a child tuned in and listening in at the moment with you um, and you feel that this is not quite appropriate for them, maybe you can distract them with something else or um, tune into the show later on, catch up on it on playback or tune in on the Sunday when it's repeated or go online and listen to the repeat later on. So um, we do need to get the message out there. So please don't switch off and just think, okay, I'm just switching off. No, you need to know this. All parents need to know this. Parents are responsible for their children and we want all children to be raised and to be safe and to be free from any abuse or anything else that can happen to them. And this is what the PANTS campaign with the NSPCC is about. So before the break, Ali, we had a little explanation for yourselves about what does PANTS stand for. And we talked a bit about P and the private parts and how to um, and the resources that you have online to help parents to understand this and the conversations parents should be having with their children from an early age, even from a baby, and their permission and potty training or nighttime getting ready for bed or starting school, what they should could, should do. So we've, we've focused a lot on that before the break. Maybe we, we can now focus on the other things. Mm-hmm. So what does A stand for? So as we said, private parts are private. A is for always know that everybody belongs to you. That mm-hmm. it is, it, you know, if somebody asks you to do anything that you're not comfortable with, that it is your body, and mm-hmm. you can say no, which is the next um, letter yes. in the pants. So, um, you, and you said that no very strong, and even your body language here in front of me, your hands went up with a no, you know, that you're really getting that message across. Mm-hmm. I think parents can see this. So maybe how can we get parents to get that message across of that is not a yeah, no absolutely uh, that you know that is misinterpreted no mm-hmm. that it's a strong assertive no yeah absolutely i mean we need to encourage children to um say no if they're not feeling comfortable to do mm-hmm. something so what we can say to them is if somebody asks you to do something that you're not comfortable with that makes you feel worried or makes you feel sad or asks you to do something that you know you feel like it might hurt or anything you can say no and um, and encourage that kind of emphasize the word no um and then that also what we need to do is encourage children to speak up about it as well that it's okay to say no you know sometimes we do encourage children to do you know homework and things like that mm-hmm. um that they do say no to mm-hmm. um and also we need to encourage them to say no when they're feeling uncomfortable about mm-hmm. something you know mm-hmm. so we know that uh, children who are sexually abused are most likely to be abused by somebody that they know. The statistics tell us that. It's mm-hmm. 90%. So if it's somebody that they know, they're probably unlikely to tell somebody about it. Mm-hmm. They probably feel all all kind of 
sorts of feelings about it and if they've been asked to keep a secret by somebody that they know that they might feel that they have to mm. um, so it's really really important that children understand that it's okay to say no sometimes mm-hmm. um, and whenever they feel even you know parents say to us well what if they'll I ask them to go and kiss their, kiss their grandma goodbye mm-hmm. you know and they say no mm-hmm. well it's okay if the mm-hmm. child doesn't want to it's mm-hmm. okay you know I've got a little nephew he's one years old um, and you know when I hug him and kiss him goodbye he's like no I want to get away from me I just have to accept it mm. you know and sometimes he's more um, he's more cuddly and sometimes he's not and I have to give him the, the space to be as he is mm-hmm. really so and I think it's okay for, for children to say no if they don't want to do yeah. something even yeah. when it comes to kissing and yeah mom, exactly and, and, and that's actually an example it's a good example um, and it's often at the end of the night when they're tired and they really want to go home anyway mm-hmm. But if if it was that the grandma was playing with them and spending some time with them and they're having fun together, they will, of course, kiss her and cuddle and say thank you. You know, so it's not all the time. It is, you know, usually the end of the night, maybe, and they're really, really tired and, you know. uh, They just want to go home and they can't, yeah, Mm. this is it. And just accepting it as Mm. it is. And there will be other times when they're okay and Mm -hmm. it's all good. But I guess it's just the, uh, the encouragement really and giving them the space to say yes so that there is situations that they need to know that this is not right and this is great when the pants campaign because you're explaining the private areas the aura that we have in our faith that that parents are doing you know I'm sure they're explaining this already and as we mentioned before the break how to change your pee and things like that how to keep their aura covered in in, in, in areas um, from a young age so that it's not sit down now and let's have this conversation it's natural it's a natural process Absolutely. so in, in doing that as part of the natural process is being able to be assertive and saying knowing what to do what they can do and what they shouldn't do and if something is uncomfortable like this or keeping secrets that they're able to say no indeed and and we know you know even in teenagers and, and older children um who have been sexually abused whether um that's been contacts online or not and we can talk about that later mm. is a lot of the times well all of the time they don't want to but they feel a sense of guilt or um, they they feel like they're obliged to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's about encouraging that resilience and giving them the space to say no and letting them know that their body belongs to them because it doesn't belong to anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the T in pants mm-hmm. and for the pants acronym is about talking to somebody. Okay. Yeah. So n- now talking to somebody, ideally is parents, yeah. ideally. Mm-hmm. But if a parent isn't there or if the child is afraid to go to the parent because they might think the parent might get angry, mm-hmm. who could they talk to? Yeah. Um, what we do, what we do uh, as part of the guidance is talk to children about, ask the question, if you were worried or upset about something, who would you talk to? Yeah. Um, so it gets the, the child thinking about who their trusted adults are. They might say mom, dad, auntie, uncle, grandma, granddad, family friend, mm-hmm. um, maybe somebody at school or a friend. So it's about um, bringing it to the forefront of their mind as to who they might go to for support if they're worried or upset about something. Um, and also letting them know what it feels like if they are worried or upset about something in terms of secrets. Mm-hmm. You know, what does a, a, a surprise feel like? What does a, a bad secret might feel like? Mm-hmm. Um you know, it might make them feel sad or upset or they might make them feel hot, you know, and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, depending on what the physiology is like, really. Yeah, um, yeah. those gut feelings, you know, they, they'll understand that because we yeah. all have those gut feelings when something's not quite right. Something tells us it's not quite right. Mm-hmm. SubhanAllah, you know, how our bodies work, 
that we know. So it's, it's understanding those gut feelings and parents explaining, yeah, if you have yeah. that gut feeling, yeah, tell us something is not right. Something yeah. is not right. That mm. feeling in your stomach that mm. might feel like butterflies or you mm. might feel a bit sickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk to somebody and that you will be believed. Um, mm. And it's important. And the S is for um, that it's important to speak up about something mm. that you're not you're not happy with you're worried mm-hmm. about um and essentially that's it really you can bring in, in you know elements of faith if you wanted to um you can use storybooks to have these conversations you don't have to have the whole pants um conversation all in one go you can break it down letter by letter um in different um in different places in different scenarios like we mentioned earlier um and keep that conversation growing um because as children get older, they will have more questions. Mm-hmm. And who are they going to go to? So mm-hmm. if we've had these conversations with them from an early age, they're going to come to us mm-hmm. um, rather than, you know, uh, talk, you know, believe whatever their friends have got to say at school or go on the Internet. You know, we know there's lots of information that is accurate, inaccurate on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and they might have access to it. So if we don't have these conversations with them, they'll find information from elsewhere that mm-hmm. might not be appropriate or might not be um, good for them. So we can keep that conversation growing as they get older and hopefully they'll come to us then for questions um, and answers. That sounds really, really good. We've talked about the campaign, the two-minute campaign. You know, children these days are so clever. They probably go to YouTube themselves. I know mm. my grandchildren know the button for YouTube on my phone. and know where it is, you know, and I don't go to YouTube much, but they, they can know that this, this button where it brings you. So they're very clever, you know, children at that. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Nowadays, you know, you get, you get young people, um, even babies as young as, I don't know, 18 months, and they can get phones and they swipe them left and right, mm-hmm. and even photo frames. They grab yeah. photo frames and start work, swiping them, thinking that the images are going to move. So, yeah, yeah. They're, they're quite savvy with tech. Which is something else, actually, that can be an issue. So we need to be careful of our mobile phones, even that split second while you're maybe even busy cooking or praying, they could be on to something that's inappropriate. So parents need to be aware of that where they're putting their phones absolutely when we give when we give children devices and we all do it you know Mm -hmm. we'll give children devices to keep them occupied Mm -hmm. for a little while and that's okay um but it's just ensuring that those devices and the content of what's on those devices is safe um and then and children are not contactable by people that they don't know so Mm -hmm. for example um yesterday i delivered a workshop um, in Birmingham and some of the young there were parents there but a few of the um, young people came as well which was Mm -hmm. nice and a few of them mentioned a app called Fortnite. I had no idea what it was, if I'm honest, mm-hmm. um, and I had to look into it. Um, but what we have now learned this morning um, is that Fortnite is capable of connecting with other users, other other players of that game who can contact them, and it doesn't. It, it used to have a switch-off facility, but it doesn't anymore. Um, so it's just been aware of these things and the functions of the apps and the games mm-hmm. and the websites mm-hmm. that our children are playing with um, and have access to. So again, it's about giving them guidance, having that conversation. So... Mm-hmm. You know, we relate it back to, you know, you wouldn't give a child a bike for the first time and say, go and have a go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wouldn't let them cross the road for the mm-hmm. first time. Um, so it, it it should apply to mobile phones and devices exactly. that we share with them. Exactly. And, you know, we're still getting that message across, actually. It's good you brought up that because I have I've come across... So many parents, and they, they compare their children and say, I'm worried about this child. She's She or he's all the time outside. They never do their homework. They're out all the time, and they're doing things. But the other, my darling, is in the room, studying yeah. up, upstairs in the room. But some of them have come back later and said, 
is the one inside that has actually I have now difficulties with because of these things that you're mentioning, like things like Fortnite, um, that they didn't know in their own home, Indeed. upstairs in their own bedroom. And it's not the, the child outside playing the football or in the park that's been in trouble. It's the, it's the other child. Mm. So, yeah, mm. we need to be aware of that as well, that, uh, that technology and things coming into our house does affect children and and that can be strangers you know people pretend to be other people or it could be somebody that they know as well in that circle mm-hmm. in that yeah indeed i mean there's it could be that they give give well the devices gives them access to a whole new world so even if the what you know that child is playing out and the rest of it and you, you you're concerned about them you, you might be rightly concerned about them um but also the child in the bedroom is always in the bedroom always on the phone or the device we need to understand what it is that they're doing what they like about it who they contacting who's in contact with them mm-hmm. um we in terms of sexual abuse we know that there's people out there that will contact children and ask for um images mm-hmm. um and we know uh, i had a uh, call from a head teacher not that long ago I believe it was last year who said you know we'd love to bring the pants campaign into school because we've had uh, a four year old that has been using her mum's and dad's device um, and just playing games and things and she was contacted by somebody who asked her to take pictures of herself at um, four at four yeah oh. um, so and she was really worried and she was like maybe we you know maybe we could have put the pants campaign in earlier um we need to be having these conversations because if mom and dad didn't look at the device they would never have known um mm-hmm. what was going on so we need to um be we, you know we might not know everything about mm. technology and devices but there is support out there as well um the NSPCC is teamed up with O2 the mobile um phone provider communications mm-hmm. provider and we've got lots of resources so we deliver workshops um there's another team called the schools service team um, who deliver a program called Speak Out, Stay Safe. Um, so they deliver assemblies and workshops in primary schools around what you know age-appropriate way as to what abuse is, where to go for support, etc. and obviously promoting Childline. But on the back of that, they also deliver online safety workshops to parents as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's certainly something that parents and, and schools can link into. And in the online safety workshops that I deliver and my colleagues from the school service team deliver, um, we include a short animation so just very similar to Pantasaurus mm-hmm. it's a short animation, it's only a minute long one is called Lucy and the Boy and what it portrays is how something very innocent and fun can be um, end up to be not innocent and fun but actually quite dangerous, so for example Lucy likes sharing, so she shares um, pictures of pandas um, and somebody contacts her, contacts her and says, can you, can you send me a picture of your panda pants um, and then she does so, and then he asks to meet her, etc. And she finds that it's not a, a boy, but it was a man waiting for her outside the school gates. So it's worth um, a watch. Um, mm. You can find it on the NSPCC website or the YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of different videos that you can watch with your children mm-hmm. to help them keep safe online as well. Great. So they're doing. You're doing a lot there in NSPCC uh, and to inform parents. Indeed. So we're we're coming up to the last ten minutes of the, uh, the show actually, and uh, I know there's a few more messages that you wanted to get out there to to parents. Yeah, I think it's important that we have these conversations. Um, we know that um, 
sometimes within local communities it can be difficult to find the words um, it can be a bit of a taboo subject uh, but what we hope is that we've through the guidance we've made it easier for parents to have um, and give them more confidence to have these conversations um, I know um, having come from the Muslim community sometimes it can be a bit of a taboo subject um, yeah. we don't really talk about sexual abuse um, and through some of the consultations that I've had with Muslim women they've said and who have had their own experiences of, of sexual abuse is that sometimes within the community we don't understand how to deal with it we don't know how to report it sometimes mm. we don't know how to recognize it we don't know where to report it and we don't know how to help children that have um, might have been sexually abused so it's really important that parents um, have these conversations if there is any inkling that you know any changes in behavior anything that they they feel that isn't um quite right their child is behaving differently is you know they they you know as a parent you would pick up certain things and certain cues mm-hmm. is to seek advice we've got an nspcc helpline we're there to help parents we're not about you know taking children away or any you know and all of some of that that's you know some communities may think mm-hmm. but it's about supporting parents to to do the right thing if they feel like something um if there is a, an account of abuse that they need to report even if they have an inkling that it might go on it's best to talk it over with someone um and if there is then they need to report it if they recognize it then they need to report it we have an nspcc helpline we're open 24 hours a day mm-hmm. we can be contacted online as well mm-hmm. um they can talk to us um seek advice but also report abuse as well that's really good really advice do you have the number there for you to we to do indeed on? the number for the nspcc helpline is 0808 800 5000 mm-hmm. and that number is open 24 hours a day 24 hours a day so anybody can ring at any time any if, they're, time if they're worried about that and it is really important to be um, get seeking the advice and reporting where pro- where it has happened So because that person needs support and advice and help Absolutely. but also that person the, the that committed this crime n- needs to be stopped from doing it to other people Absolutely, yeah and you know I've heard accounts whereby you know if children have been abused um, later on as adults have said that their parents didn't know how to deal with it that they might have said well we'll tell him or her to go away um, you won't have to see that person again um, and dealt with it that way but what we strongly say is that that needs to be reported that mm-hmm. person needs to be reported we need to stop the abuse from happening to somebody else um, and also to get the appropriate support the therapeutic support support for that young person is vital wonderful so we're getting lots of messages out there parents to say lots of tips here that uh, Ali is is bringing to you today um, you you heard the number we'll, we'll say it again before the end of the show you can go to the NSPCC website you can download the pants campaign and all the other videos that they have there and resources there that will help you to talk to your child in an age appropriate way getting that message across so don't think that this is not my responsibility it is your responsibility schools can do some things yes they do great work in there um, but you need to be there also from the very beginning talking about these things don't leave it to um, the talk or a sit down session naturally bring it into your day what you're doing the uh, uh, privacy how we cover ourselves how um, parents cover themselves as well how you need to knock coming into parents room well it's the same going into your child's room knock before you go in there so all these little 
concepts, uh, parts of adab that we want our children to know and understand. It's not just a conversation. It is weaved into everyday life, everyday things that we do. Absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't have to feel unnatural. It's all about the guidance is there to help parents have these conversations in a natural, engaging way. Um, and we hope that all parents do that. And if they need any further support, they want any more guidance on it, they can certainly contact the NSPCC helpline. Um, and if there's anybody in Warsaw that wants to take the campaign on in their school, in their setting, um, in their community centre, then they're more than welcome to contact me and I can support them in doing so. My email address is ali, sultana at nspcc.org.uk. Great. And if you didn't manage to get that, although we did say to have a pen and paper ready, and um, we will repeat it again. If you email studio at unityfm.org uh, or ring 0121772892, the studio will pass on uh, all requests and Ali's email address to you again, inshallah. So it's been quite a deep conversation we're having this week about safety. So maybe we'll end on something a little bit lighter, a bit, a bit happier indeed, um, about the positive things that parents are doing out there. So I'm sure you've lots of positive examples of how parents are um, overcoming these issues and getting on with life and having exciting times going through Ramadan now. Uh, being more spiritual and talking to our children about Ramadan as well um, and making that exciting. Do you have any uh, suggestions for parents over this period of time, Ali? So it's important that over Ramadan, you know, we've got 30, 30 days or so um, that are going to be focusing on spiritual development. Um, but also it means that we can use this time to nurture our relationships with our loved ones, especially children, you know, Having these conversations um, through, throughout their um, younger years is important. So we need to nurture that bond. So you've got more time, hopefully, to spend with them, take them out, um, nurture that bond, read books with them, take them to the library, um, do activities with them. It's really important because this time is a really special time and you want to use it in a productive way. Um, and what a better way to, to use it than to nurture at that bond with and children. educate your children it could be a Ramadan goal for parents you know one of their goals okay I'm going to teach them something about spirituality but I'm also going to teach them something about how to keep themselves safe and healthy for the rest this will affect them now and the rest of their lives so as a goal now I'm going to do you know this is an opportunity we should always be changing ourselves anyway but in Ramadan we're more conscious of that and doing better and trying to do be- learn more and, and be better so here's a real good opportunity yeah it's all about health and well-being isn't it and it, it all ties is. into that so yeah. it's a wonderful opportunity opportunity to be able to to do that great and in case people missed your email address and the phone number can you just repeat those before we go absolutely the number for the nspcc helpline is 0808 800 5000 and if anybody wants to know more about the pants campaign they can certainly contact me on ali sultana at nspcc.org.uk Wonderful. It's been a pleasure having you in the studio. Thank you so much for coming in and giving us your time and telling us about this and educating us all. And we wish you the best with this campaign. We want all our children, every child, up and down the country and abroad, also who are maybe tuned into this, to be safe, to be healthy, to, to be leading 
great lives, inshallah. Absolutely, yes. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you ever so much. And we look forward to hearing from the community as to what their thoughts are around the campaign and how they might have used it or are using it. Wonderful. Of course, people can ring in and give and give that feedback. Thank you, Ali, again. Thank you, our listeners, for tuning in to us this week on Unity FM. We look forward to, to you tuning in again next week, inshallah. And I hope Ramadan's going well. Inshallah, don't forget us in your du'as, inshallah, in this blessed month. Jazakallah khairan to everybody. Assalamu alaikum.